Welcome to the Score and I podcast, where we bring you the best Irish league discussion each week. To find out about future shows, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Score and I. Now it's time for this week's program. This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kuehl. And you're listening to The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. I'm a man. And welcome along to The Score, live on Lisburn's 98FM, Bangor FM and online with me, Michael Clark, Me, Colin Hopkins. And our special studio guest, Carrick Rangers' very own hat-trick hero, Stuart Nixon. Hi, Stuart. How's it going? You alright? I'm doing very well. Great to have you here today. It is a packed programme once again. Not only have we Stuart here to talk about uh, what was a weekend to remember for him and one to forget if you're a Warren Point fan... <laughs> Sorry, Milltown men, but uh, that's just the way it went. Also coming up on the show, we have Bangor Football Club's commercial director, Graham Bailey, talking about returning to the Irish League Pyramid. Great to see them back. And indeed, their plans to get all the way up to the Premiership. That's coming up in a little while on the programme. And we'll also be speaking to Dan Ryan. He is the head coach of Northern Ireland's netball team ahead of the European Championships. Are they ready to go following a World Cup performance that uh, saw them finish a respectable 10th? He's on the show later. We'll be finding out just how ready the ladies are to embrace the latest challenge. And indeed, our predictions for the Danske Bank Premiership. Maybe, having looked at the Know the Score leaderboard, you'd think these two are finally going to quit making predictions. Not a chance. We'll still try. We've even got a televised game on Monday and uh, just so happens this fella is on it as well. Stuart Nixon's going to be in that game. Well, he hopes. Uh, Otherwise he's falling out with Al Curry. That's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Let's put pressure on the manager. Let's not get you dropped from the game, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Take us back to last weekend then... uh, as a forward, it's the dream, isn't it? Go out, go out and get yourself a hat trick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He, uh, you know, like I said before, we were chatting. Um, I never thought I'd score a hat trick in the top flight, um, but like I said earlier on as well, like whenever I got the first one, then the second one just came like it was at ease, and then whenever the penalty came as well, I was nothing in my mind just to give up, get that ball and uh, just slot away and. Um, as well, like whenever you score two goals, you know you can have a good feeling that you're going to score. So, uh, um, no, I was definitely happy. Like, you're not the regular penalty taker, though, are you? No, it's um, big Keon Lockman, but um, he was on the bench. And then um, I looked up, and the first person I seen was uh, Mark Surgeon running down. He he looked like he was going to hit it, but um, <laughs> no, Willie Faulkner gave me the ball, and he says, "Jerry, you're hitting it." And then thankfully I hit it and scored it, so I was happy. I think you, Willie Faulkner quite a bit then because he set up your second goal as well didn't he definitely well he was was it's a minister for him I uh, think <laughs> well he was a minister and Saturday so he was um, there was a stage he was playing the number 10 role then there was a stage he was sitting just in front of the defence and driving with a ball but 
Um, it was a great pass for me just to, to get my, my second goal and, and then uh, obviously I finished it and then the, the penalty just gave me the ball straight away and you can't say no to Willie Faulkner, you know what I mean? And doesn't that just change your whole weekend? I mean, you're you're probably walking on water for the rest of it. Definitely, definitely. Saturday night and uh, Sunday, um, I was in cloud nine and nothing could bring me down. And then as soon as Monday hit, then I was, I was focusing again on training on Tuesday and preparing for the next game. We've had Niall on the programme before. Uh, I think we can say friend of the show now, <laughs> Kerry. Um, he is a very good manager. What is it like playing under him? It's, it's incredible. Um he was sending me there last night that some of the things I have to say on the radio and stuff <laughs> I got air like, but I'm not saying exactly what he, had it, what he told me to say, but he's definitely been a huge influence on me this season and last season as well. Um, all the boys, he's good, he's good crack, so as and all the boys uh, thrive off him. So as he's, uh, he says he's a very good technical manager, so as, <laughs> but he's definitely, he um, he helps, he helps everybody, so he does. And from what I gather, training sessions are competitive training sessions, as they should be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, uh, for example, the past on Thursday nights we uh, we play oldies against the youngies. Um, the boys will be listening to us here, so uh, the oldies won't be happy, especially Morris Scherzer, because he he takes it quite thick. So he does. <laughs> um, he has to re- reevaluate himself. So he's a, he would be the manager and the skipper of the oldies. We would, um, but we. Uh, We've played them three times, or sorry, four times, and we've beat them three times in a row now. So we have, and uh, have to say, recently he's our captain, so he is for the youngies, and uh, he's definitely stepping up to the mark, so he is. That is a great idea. I mean, the thing that breaks my heart is I reckon I would have to play for the oldies. <laughs> I would say so. What age are you, Michael? Ooh. I'm 29. Uh, you're, you're past age cap for the youngies, definitely. <laughs> I know Chrissy Rogers is 28. Um, but he's got the body and he looks like a 24-year-old, so he he gets away with it. He does get away with it. Fair play to him as well. So the young team are the ones that are coming out on top last couple of weeks? Uh, definitely, definitely. We uh, we just have that wee extra bite, so we do. Because all these, they're, uh, they're a wee bit slow on the ball and stuff like that, and we just give them, we just give them hell. But... Um, no, it's good. It's intense, and uh, you just taught yourself into an extra kick. I think in the next <laughs> session. Everybody, everybody thrives off it, and um, it's really, really intense. And I got whenever the training finishes, and and we've won, or it's a draw, or Sergey's team's won, we all shake hands and we we say, let's get ready for Saturday, and we all we're all best mates. I mean, you came to Carrick last season uh, during the summer from Ballyclare, and what a time it has been for you. You get promotion, you have to do it the hard way, going through Portadown and Ards, but you get there. So it must be, you know, a, a, what, a 12, 18 months to remember. Uh, it's been incredible, to be fair. Um, the Portadown game was absolutely massive, so it was. Um, we played them on the, the Saturday before, but it wasn't the full-string squads, as you would say. Um and then we played them on the Tuesday, and the boys gave absolutely everything. And then we won that game, obviously. And you could see from the highlights and stuff that everybody was blown. So they were. And then on on the Friday, we actually felt quite leggy, even though we still got the win. But and then on the Monday, I think we played Ards again, and uh, we actually felt better and refreshed. And we uh, we definitely gave them a good game. So we didn't. Did you have an idea of what it was going to be like when you joined Carrick? Had anyone said anything to you about what it was going to be like to play there or what the expectation was for you going into a new team? No, honestly, I went in and the only thing I knew was I knew Nick Curry from Portadown and stuff like that there. Um, and then Cliffy Adams, he was he got a part of the, the coaching staff as well. So I kind of knew that air and you're going down thinking you don't really know many folk 
and uh, you're quite nervous as well. I mean, whenever you go down and the gaffer and Cliffy and stuff and all the boys that were there at the time, they made me feel welcome. So um, it was easy enough, yeah, to break into the team and stuff like that here. Um, but no, it was definitely the time I've been at Carrick's been incredible. And was it welcoming then? You weren't sort of, you didn't feel like you were on the outside looking in too much or anything like that? No, definitely not. Um, I know I was probably one of the youngest at the time, um, but in the change room I'd be quite talkative, so wouldn't I just say what say what I feel at the time? No and, way, not <laughs> you. <laughs> I know I come across quite shy and stuff like that, <laughs> but um, no, we, uh, I was quite talkative and boys kind of respected that, especially from someone that's so young from the team and uh, it was just it's quite on an issue. What was it like um, leaving Ballyclare? Was was it a, a no-brainer when Carrick were interested in knowing their aspirations or was it tough because Ballyclare had been good to you? Yeah, Ballyclare were, were incredible to me, to be fair. But um, I left at the end of, end of March. Um, there was just something that happened and then I, I parted ways with Ballyclare in the March and then um, I was training with a team and I thought I was going to sign and then, think, again, football, things happened. And then uh, Cliffy Ryan me... Um, I was just sitting in the house, I got a phone call from Cliffy, he was saying, Sorry, um, now Curry's want to talk to you here, do I do I chat to him? And then uh, neither I me at the time and honestly fifteen minutes and he had me hooked. So it says it all. The same guy had you hooked in fifteen minutes. It doesn't surprise me this latest. <laughs> you know, I could sign anybody within fifteen minutes. Good you know? <laughs> talker. No, uh, that maybe doesn't surprise. So Clifford Adams deserves a lot of a lot of credit then. Carrick fans who are listening to this interview and thinking you know, we love watching Stuart Nixon. We particularly love it when he's scoring for us. <laughs> well, there you go. It was Clifford's phone call. Definitely, yeah. Cliffy's been a massive influence on me, so he has. He uh, he took me from a local local club in uh, Ballymena, day Ballymena, or a team called Southside in Ballymena, and then he took me to Ballymena United, and then he was the one that pushed me on and stuff like that to get me into the first team, and um, he had a good word with Spike and stuff like that to get me in, and then whenever he moved to Wetkirst, and I followed suit, and same again to Ballyclare, and then. It's, uh, it's like a dog and a leash. I'm just following him all about the place. Like Carrick. What have you got on him? Is there <laughs> either really likes you, or you you're secretly extorting him? <laughs> um, I think I don't know what I say. To be fair, I think he really likes me. Um, he's to be fair. Whenever I came, I was at Southside. I was a centre mid, so so he changed me into a, a right winger slash forward, and then it's uh, it's just developed ever since then. So. You must have been, no disrespect, the smallest centre midfielder ever. Ah, I was, but I was a, I was a feistiest, to be fair, <laughs> at the time. But um, that's one thing a lot of people would say about me, that I may be small, but I always give 100%. Well, we were talking about that just before you came on air that day. You used to have a reputation for more than one or two yellow cards in ah, a campaign. Yeah, I did indeed. I'm, I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but <laughs> um, no, I did. But I've, uh, we were talking to the, the gaffer and... Cliffy and John Max as well on the coaching staff as well. He's uh, he just have like we side conversations and stuff, and it's definitely mellowed me out. And even on the pitch as well, they see me maybe getting frustrated, and they know exactly how to deal with me, and it just brings me back down the earth again. There's an old saying that says the smallest dog dog has the worst bites. Is that what they say? So maybe this is the case in this instance. It could can well we, be true. Yeah. Can I ask you one question about the, about last Saturday? Yeah. This has often sort of got me puzzled. The match ball. Do you actually get the actual match ball to take home with you? Because I know at the distillery, somebody scores a hat trick, we're almost begrudging to give them a match ball, give them the prize of them. So did you get the match ball home? See, to be fair, she never walked off. I actually had the, I had the match ball in my hand, and uh, 
it was a representative of Warren Point took the ball off me <laughs> and said you're not getting that ball and then uh, okay. I think uh, the boys were saying it was Fran McCaffrey um, walked down to our changer and, and put the ball in so uh, fair play to him thank you Okay, fair enough. So, uh, as a player, like I mean, I don't know how many match balls you have. Maybe not that many, but to, would they get pride of place? Would you get a uh, wee plaque for it and settle uh, on? I haven't got it in a face yet, but I'm definitely going to get it in a wee glass square. So, um, mm. um I got one for Bally Clare, so I did, and then I scored a hat trick last year for Cork, but I didn't get one like that. We'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, and then obviously <laughs> I've got one this year, so it's three seasons in a row I scored three hat tricks. So I'm happy enough. Give more trophies and spurs have well done. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be hard. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you brought up the distillery begrudging of a matchbox because I remember that happened one time mm-hmm. uh, many moons ago though. So uh, I won't go on about it because I've said it before. But it's, it's a good point though because it obviously a club's out money. I, personal opinion, regardless, I think you should do it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the ball's about ninety eighty five pound or something. So it's not a ten pound striker from the local shop you're buying from. Do you remember those days of like you know your dad going in you're on holidays and getting you a ball out of a shop and you think what in the name of goodness is this? <laughs> striker? Oh, that's a football will do. Like that's yeah. about two quid. Uh, it just it. goes through the wind, doesn't it? Whenever you hit it, <laughs> big toe poke special. <laughs> um, talk us through some of your teammates at the the club now. I mean you. I love that you know you've got Pogba there with you. Nah, I think see yeah. <laughs> Do you have to call him Pogba? Nah, last year, last year we kind of did just for a joke around the change room and stuff like that. Like, but I think um, I think it's quite mellowed out at the minute. Like he, uh, he he does hit a good free kick and he hits a good penalty and stuff like that, and he can ping a ball and stuff like that. Um, I think I just kind of mellowed out at the minute. Um, you're saying what, we always talk about the players. Sergi is the main one of the main ones. So he's he's uh, been influential. So he has. He, uh, I think he's for 34. Don't know exactly. He might be shouting down the, the phone at that air. <laughs> um, but he's definitely he's 34. But we make him feel like he's 28. So he does. Um, he's definitely got a good couple more years in him. Um, another one by Chrissy Rogers. He's another one. He's he's very calm and collective. So he he uh, he's he's good with his words. He's very. Well, with the word, he's very smart. So he is whenever he's chatting to the people. And, he would have the wee, wee conversations with folk that, that need it. Um, on the other scale, you would go to Rhys Neal. Rhys Neal, definitely, he's going to be a future captain, so he is. Um, just what he brings to the change room and stuff we got there. Again, uh, experience with Wally Faulkner. Just, you can't look past that, you know what I mean, for what he's done in the game and stuff like and how many games he's played in the see. Wally's been incredible. He's probably one of our best signings of the summer. So he was um, Michael Smith. It's been... A, it's been incredible playing up front with him. Um, I've learned so much off him. So he has, and Michael's part of the oldies as well. But um, it's, I've learned so much off him. And I know we're two different players, but working off him and having wee conversations during the game as well, like he really does help me. So he does. See, that's brilliant to hear because that's the sort of thing that you don't know what that experience is like, particularly considering you were a centre mid, and then you know you come to Carrick and you're a winger and you're playing a bit more advanced and you're you're getting that opportunity. Do you prefer being an out-and-out striker, do you think? Or mm-hmm. where do you feel most comfortable? Definitely, definitely. Um, last year, I've, I kind of switched about. I was I was a striker at stages. I was a right-winger at stages, then I was number 10. Um, don't get me wrong, if I'd, do a job, I'd do a job anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I, I always give them 100%. Um, I think I kind of realised this season, though, uh, played against Bangor in the number 10 role, and it just uh, it didn't work out for me. I think the gaffer kind of knew then. I have to be striker, well... I have to try and be up the pitch as far away from our own net as possible. Um, 
but no, definitely very comfortable up front. Do you know what, though? That, in the chain of events, that's not a bad way to go. I mean, if you're playing number 10, you go... I'm going to have to be a striker. You know, there's a lot of people who think, I'm going to be a striker, and then they're going, oh, I'm a centre-back. Ah, uh, yeah. No harm to centre-backs, by the way. <laughs> I very badly pretend to be one too. But, you know what I mean? You, everyone wants to be the goal scorer. Big so. Keelan Logan's mm-hmm. one of them as well. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll be laughing at us here. Um, in training, he always wants to be the striker, so he doesn't play out front. But, um, uh, like I said earlier on, like I played number 10 last year. Like I, For example, just off the top of my head, the Welders. The game I played number ten and I played very really really well, um. But then at forward on this year I played against Bangor and I played horrendous, and then it's kind of just worked out. That I think it's better if I stay up front. <laughs> Players know when they've had a bad game, mm-hmm. um. But what's it like, you know, going through that? I mean, is it a case of do, does someone have a talk with you after, put the arm around the shoulder, or or does no one need to say anything? Um, you know, like you said, you know yourself whenever you have a bad game, but I think. The the gaffer knows, he knows they'd be looking at us and he knows how to get a reaction out of, out of people in the change room. Um, if you know you have a bad game, the gaffer, he'll pull you aside on a Tuesday or a Thursday or one of the coaching staff will pull you aside and say, look, this is where you went wrong. Um, this is how you, you improve and stuff like that. So it's, no, it's, it's really, really good from the coaching staff. So it isn't necessarily always on the match day. It isn't always then. No, definitely not, no. Um, I think... The best way that the gaffers uh, help things is on a match day, everybody's emotions are high. So if you lose and you know you've played bad, I think it's better if you get a couple of days rest and then you go again the Tuesday and the gaffer will pull you aside on the Tuesday and say you've done wrong. Or vice versa, if you've played well, for example, last week, um, scored a hat-trick, the gaffer put me aside and says, excellent on Saturday, man, you know what I mean? So that's just the way it goes. The thing is about Niall is there's a misconception about what is character is or his personality is and we spoke about this when he was on the show because everyone just thinks he's a hothead because probably when he was a goalkeeper he was a hothead <laughs> you know and they just assume but as a manager you, you can't lose your rag so freely I mean even I had a wee laugh at the, obviously the, the red the red card Warren Point got was a red card but mm-hmm. initially he sort of jumps up about to go and grab somebody and then very quickly sort of tapping an official on the shoulder and he's back to being polite again uh, that's what you're saying and the group chat is like <laughs> we Nixon, I always look after you, do you know what I mean? So but um in the change room don't it's very rarely the gaffer or anybody would come in and start giving us a good rollicking unless we need it and we know we need it because the players and uh mean mainly be the skipper, Sergi, he would normally say, Look, boys, we need to pick us up here, do you know what I mean? And or he would have a go at, at folk but he would do it in the right way, he wouldn't go out and just say pinpoint one person, he was he would speak to the whole team. And uh, I think that's what helps. Like different characters in the team need different ways they, they talk to. So it does so. And with this season, let's face it: when people are looking at the league, they're talking about, "Oh wow, seven or eight teams could really push and challenge," which means the rest of you are fighting away at the bottom. Um, it's always when Carrick Rangers come up. I always have a sympathy for whoever's in charge and and for previous managers, because you're a hero one season and the next season you're you're doing that dirty work and trying to avoid the the dreaded R word, aren't you? Um, do you talk about avoiding relegation or, or what is the goal for Carrick Rangers this season? How has Niall laid it out for you? To be fair, uh, or the gaffer has been very, very positive. Like, he tries to not, we try not to talk about relegation, do you know what I mean? Because um, we just, we're good enough. Well, we think we're good enough anyway to, to stay up. Um, obviously, uh, the other teams are in that 